You're listening to Mischief Media. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Ted and Michael Read Sketches into Microphones. I'm Michael Paul Smith. I am Ted O'Gorman. Mike, did you ever wonder what it would be like if we were doing this comedy show in 1950? You know, it's just after the Second World War. The Korean conflict was right around the corner. America's feeling great. Every room is a smoke-filled room, and every dame has bourbon on her lips. You've been thinking about this for a long time, haven't you? My friend, it's all I can think about. Listeners, we present Ted and Michael as they would have been enjoyed in the year of our Lord, 1950. It's the O'Gorman and Smith Comedy Hour, sponsored by Westerfield Unfiltered Cigarettes. For a smooth, rebellious flavor, look to the wild, wild Westerfield. And now here they are, your hosts, the Maris and Mantle of sketch comedy, Ted O'Gorman and Michael Paul Smith. Ah! Oh boy! Somebody tied my shoelaces together. Ted, did you do this? Kid, I was too busy sparking this Westerfield to bother with your laces. Oh, now that is a smooth and mellow smoke. Exactly what my doctor said I needed. Thanks, Doc. And thank you, Westerfield, for a great American tobacco product that would make Uncle Sam grin. Gee, if I'd had smokes like this during the war, we could have beat back those Germans in half the time. Oi. Uh, Jillian? Did you tie my laces together? Oh, Mike, the only shoes I know about have high heels. And the only thing I'm interested in tying is the knot, preferably with a rich, handsome doctor. After all, I'm just a secretary. <laughs> Come on, Mikey, get yourself together. <laughs> all right. Uh, hey, Ted, uh, I'm hungry. What are you having for dinner tonight? Well, Mikey, I'm glad you asked. Meatloaf and potatoes, meatloaf and potatoes. When my lady's feeling lazy and things are getting crazy, it's meatloaf and potatoes on my plate. And when I think meatloaf, I think Harson's. If my missus doesn't buy Harson's frozen food, she'll be going back to her maiden name faster than you can crash a car into a communist. Mikey boy... Pour me half a tumbler of the Amber Solution. Keep the ice light. Right away, Ted. Ah, oh, I'm all thumbs as usual. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Jillian, hey, do you, you want a drink? Ted's having his three o'clock eye opener. Well, I'd hate to force a gent to drink alone. I'll take a Gibson. And like Ted says to every woman walking past him, don't forget to shake it. You got it, Miss Jillian. One Gibson coming up. So, Jillian, what's the good word these days? Any prospects going? What are the fellas doing to put a rock on that finger? A woman needs a man. A good, hard-working man. Who comes home when he pleases. Whose pain cheeses. He's in charge. Don't ask him where he's been. 
know boys will be boys. They're only interested in one thing. Really? What's that? How would she know? She's just a secretary. <laughs> Here's your Gibson, Jillian. I hope you like extra jelly beans. Or should I call them Jilly Beans? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mike, you're incorrigible. Say, Ted, I don't suppose you could spare a Westerfield for a dame in need of a little relaxation? If relaxing is the goal, then Westerfield's the way to go. Help yourself. I've got cartons of Westerfields on hand at all times. Smoking a Westerfield is like driving the coast road with the top down. Pure heaven in your lungs. You said it. Hey, Jillian. You want I should get you a fruit roll-up? Some folks like a fruit roll-up with their cigarette. No, Mike. I don't want a fruit roll-up with my cigarette. But I do think I need to powder my nose. Uh, oh, my, oh, my. Ted, I'm head over heels for that girl. She's the most beautiful dame I ever seen. I need your advice. You get girls all the time. How can I get her to go steady with me? Bump the brakes there, Pally. You're speeding along like Pat in a Berlin. A woman like Jillian needs to be wined and dined. Take your time. Okay, Ted, but you've got to help me out. You always say you've had more humps than a herd of camels. I need you to teach me the ways of, of the, the woman. I mean, I'm dying here. She's the star in my sky. Can you help me, Ted? Women are like putty in your hands, and me, I'm all thumbs as usual. You're a good guy, Mike. But a woman like Jillian is a Cadillac, and I think you're still riding a Schwinn. Maybe sit a couple plays out. No, it's gotta be her. It's just gotta be. Don't you guys watching at home think that Jillian and I would be great together? I'd really treat her like a prized filly. All right, Mike. Let me see if I can help you out. Let me call a favor in. Leonardo, how the hell are you? Oh, I'm fine. Yes. Yes. Say, fella, I'd like a table tonight for my friend Mike, the one by the large fig tree. Well, I don't care where you need to move Ronnie Reagan. He's a two-bit hack of an actor, and I won't shit on his lawn. Good. That'll be fine. And I'd like champagne on the table when Mike and his date arrive. All right, then. Thanks, Leonardo. Okay, Mikey. The Italians will do their part. And this one will help you seal the deal. But what if she says no? That's easy. Just tell her her job depends on it. She's just a secretary, after all. <laughs> Here's how it'll work. I'll hide behind the fig tree near the table. Then when you arrive, just say what I say. You'll be in like Flynn for the win. We better take a break here. Time to pay some bills, folks. And we got uh, two new Twitter followers this week. So that's old business. I guess we can move on to new business. Ted, you had spoken last week about a sketch you wanted to do. I believe the title was Queen Elizabeth II Can't Stop Farting. I don't have anything else here in my notes for that particular sketch. Have you worked on it at all? Can you give us the, the broad strokes? Um, it's pretty much as it sounds. It's the Queen of England. Yes, I got that part. And she can't stop farting. I see. Right. So the joke here is that a woman of her national importance and regal demeanor has flatulence. Unstoppable 
flatulence. That's pretty much it. Um, can we talk about the giant poster of a shirtless Zac Efron you've hung in your apartment? I feel it's weird that we haven't mentioned that. It seemed like something that requires a little bit of an explanation. Yes, of course. Ted, meet my new life-size poster of world treasure and matinee idol Zac Efron. I thought its mere presence would be self-explanatory, but apparently not. Having that in the apartment just, frankly, forces me to up my game. Look at how the sweat on his pecs glisten in the sunlight. You can't Photoshop that. That photographer really knew what he was doing. Mmm. Mm. Mike, how exactly does a... Mm. Sorry. Um, how exactly does a giant poster of Zac Efron do that? Um, make you up your game? Well, when I wake up in the morning and pour myself a cup of coffee, I stand directly in front of that beautiful body. A physical form so perfect, it's as if he was sculpted from Gibraltar itself. And as I think of what my day might bring, I ask myself, WWZED, what would Zac Efron do? And you know what the answer to that question invariably is, Ted? Think really hard. What would Zac Efron do? Do you know? Uh, I honestly don't. He'd sparkle, Ted. The man sparkles. He's the human equivalent of a disco ball. So I challenge myself every day to be more like Zac Efron. I want to light the world with my smile. I want my hips to power a high school musical, three of them, in fact, I need to climb the Everest that is Zachary David Alexander Efron. If I can achieve even a fraction of that man's natural charisma, I will conquer the world. And that's all I've ever wanted. So when it comes to the Zach man, you can either Efron or F the fuck off. What will you choose to do, you silly little ginger gumdrop? Uh, I, I don't know. In fact, I didn't know you were this into Zach Efron. I'm not into Zach Efron, Ted. Zach Efron is within us. You just need to let him shine. Let your inner Zach Efron out. Be the man you see in that poster. Hey, Mike? Yes, darling. Remember when we had that little talk about how creepy it is when you talk about Zach Efron and wanting to harness his sparkle? Vaguely. It's still super creepy. You need to not do that so much, okay? I let you put the poster up. That was supposed to be the compromise. Remember? Compromise? Remember how you cried? First tears of desperation, and then they were happy tears? Remember? She doesn't quite get it, but she will. Oh, yes. She will. I'm gonna leave now. You know, if you squint just right, it's like he's licking his lips. Okay, I'll see you next week. Don't call me before Even then, all right? his portrayal of Thanks, Ted Bundy buddy. was infectiously disarming. If that was really Ted Bundy and I was on that jury, he'd be free as a bird. Ted, can I go with you? What's that, Zach? You're right, I guess there's no reason why we can't both be shirtless. Today's Westerfield Comedy Hour isn't just a slippery situation for Ted and Michael, because today's episode is also sponsored by Hermolive, soap for women. If used regularly, it virtually guarantees you won't find yourself the only 25-year-old in your town without a husband and several children. 
Wash that old maid right off your face to reveal the healthy, fertile woman you are with her Mollive Soap. I thought my adult years were destined for the conventional workplace. Thanks to her Mollive, I found Harold, and we're already looking for a house in the country. Her Mollive, soap for women who at least want to make an effort. Here is your table, Mr. Smith. Just as a Senora O'Gorman requested. And the champagne is a compliment of the house. Enjoy ya. Thanks, Leonardo. I can see why Ted likes this giant. You guys are real classy. Let me get your chair, Jillian. <laughs> a bottle of bubbly wine. What's the occasion, Mike? Well, you've been working so hard at the office, I thought you deserved a nice meal. Well, I'll be darned, Mike. Who knew you two rascals paid attention to your secretary? Tell her she looks lovely. Ah! Who's there? It's me, pal. Just keep your eyes front. Oh, it's you. I get it now. Everything all right? What do you mean, it's me? I mean, I mean, uh, uh, oh boy. You mean it's her that should get all the credit for the success of our show. I mean, it's her that should get all the credit for the success of our show. Her who? You. You, you uh, just you. Well, thanks. That's awful nice of you. Gee, Jillian, you sure do look lovely tonight. Gee, Jillian, you sure do look lovely tonight. <laughs> thanks, Mike. You're a sweet kid. I only wish Ted noticed me. You mean you... You like Ted? Like that? Sure. Who wouldn't? What a dreamboat. Oh, I see. Well, Ted's a terrific guy. Well, Ted notices lots of women. Sometimes two at a time. <laughs> well, Ted's a terrific guy. Say it. There was, was one time I walked into the office and this woman had him bent over the desk and she had something stuck all the way in as you know where. She was a nurse. It was a thermometer. I thought I had malaria. Different topic. Different topic. Really? You don't say. What in the world? Um, uh, uh yeah. Anyway, he's real smooth with the ladies. <sighs> I'll say. It's a lucky gal that gets to hand him his slippers at the end of the day. Wow. I didn't know you felt so much for him. But I guess it makes sense. Lots of women like Ted. There was one time I came into the office, and Ted was dressed in a diaper, and this woman was smacking his bottom. That's not she true. Kept telling what are you him telling he was a bad boy. You'd better watch what you say if you know what's good for you, Pally. Oh, uh, uh, um, uh, <laughs> uh so, uh, what looks good? I think I'll start with a glass of this champagne. Oh, please, allow me. Oh, no, oh, no. I'm all thumbs as usual. <laughs> oh, it's fine, Mike. I'll just take a quick trip to the little girl's room to dry off. If the waiter comes by, start me with a Caesar salad. Are you trying to blow this thing? Just say what I tell you to say and stop talking about times you walked in on me while I was entertaining women. Just keep it smooth. Ted, I'm so nervous. I got butterflies in my belly. My, my palms are sweaty. You want to feel? Feel them. Uh, I don't know what to do. She's, she's the prettiest gal I ever laid eyes on. Uh, I'll walk you through this. I know how to talk to the dames. Oh, look sharp. She's coming back. My, my throat is so dry. We'll be back after these words. Don't go anywhere.
I always wondered what makes me who I am. Is it nature? Is it nurture? Maybe it's a combination of both. I never thought I'd find out all the answers. But then I heard about 33andMe, a unique service that decoded my ancestry and conclusively answered the most important question of all. Am I related to Larry Bird? Hi, I'm NBA Hall of Famer Larry Bird. 33andMe is a groundbreaking genealogical test that allows you to know if you share any DNA with me. Number 33, Larry Bird. Get the answers to questions you've always asked yourself. Am I related to the only forward in NBA history to win three MVPs in consecutive years? Do I have a dream teamer in my family tree? Did my relative's rivalry with Magic Johnson reignite fan interest in basketball in the 1980s and bring television viewership of the game to new heights? Questions like these and so many more can only be answered by 33andMe. I swabbed my cheek, sent in my sample, and waited two weeks to find out if I'm related to Larry Legend. The results couldn't come soon enough. I'm a longtime Larry Bird fan, and the thought of having him among my relatives was too good to pass up. I'd finally have something on my neighbor Barbara. Her cousin once slept with one of the Beastie Boys, and she never shuts up about it. When I arrived in Boston, someone told me about 33 and me. They say, Magnus, you are tall and blonde. You should take 33 and me. I didn't understand what the test was at the time. When they started mocking me for being an Icelandic immigrant, I gave in and took the test. I don't have many friends here. With 33andMe, you'll find out if your fiery competitive streak is a family trait you share with me, the hick from French Lick. Maybe you've excelled at sports your entire life or couldn't understand why your jump shot came so naturally. Or maybe you just have a creepy little blonde mustache. Whatever the reason, 33andMe compares your DNA with mine and then scientists do some science stuff and tell you if we're related. If we are, tell your friends you've got a three-time NBA champ in the family. Trust me, they'll be impressed. I found out that I have, quote, almost no DNA shared with 12-time NBA All-Star Larry Bird, unquote. Almost none. Ha <laughs> ha! I see what you did there, 33andMe. Larry! I guess I'll see you at the next family reunion. <laughs> My kids are going to be so psyched when I tell them on their next supervised visit. I'd say 33andMe is a real swish. It turns out I don't have any shared DNA with Larry Bird. But Chris Mullen is maybe a cousin or something? Ugh, I don't know. I threw out the paper as soon as I saw Chris Mullen's name. Ugh, I feel like I need a shower. Chris fucking Mullen? Seriously? As I suspected, I don't share any DNA with Larry Bird. To be honest, I didn't know when I submitted my application what was a Larry Bird. I'm not a basketball fan. Also, I know for a fact I'm 100% Icelandic, so this was a waste of $800. Welcome to America, Magnus. Olafur told you this would happen. Send for your testing kit today and get the answers you've been searching for. And for a limited time, each package of results will come with an autographed picture of me that I printed at home on my Epson stylus and stamped with my signature. I'm number 33, Larry Bird. Welcome to the family. <laughs> Maybe. 
Now here she comes. Remember, just repeat what I say to Jillian, and you'll be tops. Right, boyo. I- I'll do my level best. This woman in the bathroom looked just like Audrey Meadows. I couldn't believe it wasn't her. I made her show me identification, or it was to the moon. <laughs> she didn't appreciate the threat. Her name turned out to be Lois. Say, mind if I have a Westerfield? Uh, uh b- by all means. You know, Ted isn't seeing anyone at the moment. You know, Ted isn't seeing anyone at the moment. Oh, is that a fact, Cracker Jack? He's a really great guy and very sensual. He's a really great guy and very sensual. What? Why would I say that? You okay there, Mike? Oh, Ted's a swell guy. Oh, Ted's a swell guy. You should go out with him tomorrow. You should... Hey, wait a minute. Ow! What? 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 I mean, oh, you should go out with him tomorrow. You really think he'd ask me? Oh, I guarantee it. Oh, I guarantee it. What time are you going to be home? What time are you going to be home? What kind of question is that? I, yeah, what kind of question is that? Turn around. What? I can't hear you. Turn around. But what's the big idea? I thought you were supposed to be helping me. Just turn around and repeat what I say. Hey, that's it, bub. Even I have my limits. Get the ah! Ow! Ah! Oh! Ah! Oh! Ah! Oh! Holy moly! Ah! Now your table! Ow! I ought to bust you right in the nose. Ow! Oh! You can't hit me when you're always looking at three of me, you boozer. Ah! Great season's ah! ghost! Buy a fig tree! I got spaghetti on my head! I made it out of Italy with that tree under my arm while the fascists were right up my asshole. Ted? We're awful sorry, Mr. Nostra. It's just that Ted was supposed to help me talk to this pretty girl here, you see? Instead, he drove me right over a cliff. Signora Ted is a good and a handsome man. He come into our, my place every week. He spend a lot of money. And he never complained. He always should get at the girl. And you gotta shit up her brains. This is what happens. Gee, I never had champagne poured on me before. I feel like the 55 Dodgers after they won the series. Ted, did you really hear all that? Oh, I'm so embarrassed. Why don't be, Jillian? Sorry for the cloak and dagger. Hey, Leonardo, is it too late to have you fire up a steak pizzaiola for two? Mike here was just leaving. You were supposed to be my friend. And now Jillian will never date me. She must think I'm a buffoon. Jillian, I'm sorry. I wanted tonight to be special, but I ruined it. Go easy on yourself there, kid. Yeah, Mikey, it's gonna be okay. Truth be told, I thought you were a buffoon before tonight. And there's just no way I'd date you. You've got that annoying, high-pitched voice. And look at Ted. He looks like he just stepped out of a Brill Cream ad. Oh, man. Just my luck. Nonsense, Mike. I've got just the girl for you. My friend Beth is perfect for you. She has psoriasis, and her scalp peels constantly. How about I hire her as your personal secretary? Then you can use your position as her male superior to make her fall in love with you. That sounds like a romance for the ages. (laughs) What say we have a Westerfield to celebrate Mike's good fortune? Yeah! Boy, that tobacco sure is smooth. Just like a Wisconsin sunrise. Like James Dean with the ladies. Like Frankenstein's monster with the with the, the townspeople. Huh? huh? Sorry. I'm all thumbs as usual. <laughs> Ted, after steak pizza, would you accompany me home? 
I think you might be running a temperature. Why, yes, of course. Better safe than sorry. Somewhere there's a someone for everyone. Somewhere there's a someone for me. And I'll search my whole life true until I find somebody like this. Oops! For <laughs> I know thumbs. somewhere there's a someone for me. This has been the Westerfield Comedy Hour starring Ted O'Gorman, Michael Paul Smith, and featuring Jillian Pensavalli and Giuseppe Manicotti as Leonardo. Special thanks to Hermalo Soap for making this episode possible. And next week, Michael inherits a house in Transylvania. <gasps> ah! Ted, I'm scared! I think that caretaker that showed us in is still here! <laughs> Don't be silly, Pally. We saw him drive away. But something flew in that window. Here, have a swig from my hip flask. You're just a little ornery. Did someone say eerie? Ah, oh, it's, it's the, the caretaker. caretaker. And if you offered me a Westerfield, I wouldn't bat an eye. Who? <laughs> 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 That's next week on the Westerfield Comedy Hour with Ted O'Gorman and Michael Paul Smith. This episode goes out to women everywhere. Thanks for almost never being the serial killers, rapists, dictators, drug kingpins, or generally horrible people that have screwed up the world for generations. Mike and I fully support you leading the way from here on out. Because women are great. They're better than men. They just are. Most women. What's that, Sheeps? Oh, I'm just refining your very kind words to most women. As some women are terrible. I've met some of them. Just trust me. Some of them are just, they're real bad. Wow. Yeah, you heard it here. Our female representative has scaled back our feminist dedication. Hey, what is it that we do here? We keep it real. That's what. Boom. Seems like you're getting broier by the second. Hey, hug it out, bitch. Let's watch Spike TV. Does that still exist? Huh. Are you making yummy sounds? <laughs> Pretty much. That's, that's moan softly to himself. How did you imagine it? I don't know, but I love it. <laughs> that Vanessa Hudgens is full of some shit. <laughs> That Vanessa Hudgens is full of some shit. <laughs> it's full of some shit I love. <laughs> I look at you, Zach, and I know exactly what you're telling me. You're saying, you got this, MPS. Bet on it. You're saying, you got to get your head in the game. And I'm saying, I am and it is, Zach. Mike, this might be my favorite thing you've ever done. <laughs> Keep calm. And Efron. When it comes to Efrons, there's Zach and only Zach. There is no Nora. Mike, that's that's your Hamlet. <laughs> I'm just gonna punch this line up a little bit. If my missus doesn't. 
by Harson's Frozen Foods. She'll be going by her maiden name before you can say, before you can say, get back to the supermarket. How's that sound? How about before you can crash a car into a communist? (laughs) (laughs) Before you can crash a car into a communist. Yep. That'll work. (laughs) I'm glad we stopped. You're nailing it. Oh, thanks, pal. I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed at myself. (laughs) That's how you know you're doing Jerry Lewis, right? Yeah, I find myself. I've never found myself more annoying. Ted, I'm so nervous. I got butterflies in my belly. My palms are sweaty. My knees are weak. Uh, My arms are heavy. There's vomit on my sweater already. Oh, it's mom's spaghetti. That's not Leonardo's. I'm nervous, but on the surface, I look calm and ready to drop bombs. But I keep on forgetting these words that I wrote down. They go so loud. When I practice, I, I open my mouth, but the words won't come out. I'm choking now. Everybody's, everybody's laughing. Time's up. Over. Blow. Ah, sorry. Snap back to reality. Oops, there goes gravity. Huh? I'm all thumbs as usual. The fascist just right on your asshole. That's the line of the night. Fascist right on the asshole. Line of the fucking night. Fascist right on my asshole. Rolls off the tongue. I've yet to write a single sketch where I go, you know what? That's smart. And when you say Chris Mullen, think Woody Allen. Oh, gross. Is that, is he on par? No, but no, he's not at all. Oh. <laughs> he's actually by all by all rights and he's, he's a, a very guy. nice guy. guy. Yeah. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> but to me, he's Woody Allen. Understood. Yes. Ted and Michael Read Sketches into Microphones is written and directed by Michael Paul Smith and Ted O'Gorman. With some room for improv, because this is a comedy podcast, friends. We're not tied to the page. In addition to your hosts, Ted and Michael, this season features the voice talents of Andrew Bancroft, a.k.a. Jelly Donut, Anissa Folds, James Monroe Iglehart, C. Julian Jimenez, Eddie Lee, Patrick McCartney, Janice McIntyre, Hallie O'Gorman, Mike O'Gorman, Emmanuel Polycarp, April Sickler, Nick Walker, and me, Jillian Pensavalli. I'm also the executive producer. Season three of Ted Michael Reads Sketches into Microphones was recorded, edited, sound designed, and mixed by the badass team at Audio Muses, India Hui and Amita Ganatra. This season was produced in association with our friends over at Mischief Media, as well as co-producer Jensen Parker Neal. Original music for Ted Michael season three, composed by India Hui. You can find full credits, plus episodes, transcripts, and more at tedandmichael.com. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Those reviews help a lot, and to be honest, since it's just us here, Ted and Michael need a lot of reassurance, and it would just make my life so much easier. Thanks. Follow the guys on Twitter at Ted Michael, individually at Ted O'Gorman, at MPSmithNYC, and use the hashtag Ted Michael on all the things. For love notes and hate mail, use Ted and Michael at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. And hey, stay weird, friends. Thank you.